Hello, and welcome to your second edition of the Lower League Look this week. You lucky fuckers. This is a podcast aimed at being as relevant as the Football League will allow us. As always, we remain impartial. Except this week we don't like you, Phil Brown. I would rather see my team liquidated than have to look at your leathery looking head for 90 minutes a week. Poor fucking Barrow. And now, once again, it's the Lower League Look. 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 And here we are, episode 10. Not going to tell you what Chris just said Ten. right before this started, because he knew we were recording and he knows I have to cut it. So I just paused a little bit longer. Guys and girls, welcome to episode 10. Yes, 10. We've made it. We got to 10. 10. Um, we didn't think we'd get to two. Um, <laughs> either in the editing, I didn't think the first one would be able to go out. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm glad we get that beat, that beat button introduced, but... Uh, guys, a bit of a shorter episode tonight. We only recorded the other day, but we need, we'll try to change the days that we record on. We didn't want to miss a week, so we're doing a shorter roundup of yesterday, and then it'll be every Sunday recorded. Monday released. So let's talk about yesterday. And I'm going to just go through the results of the league, each game. Let's touch on each game. And I'm not doing this on purpose, Grant, I swear to God. But the first game in the list is Bradford Newport. <laughs> I, um, thought you, I thought you were going to say the first game that you were coming to was Northampton Hartlepool. I was going to say that no, is deliberate no, no. because we'll there's no other. way that that game <laughs> is at the top of a list with either of our initials. Yeah, no, no, we'll get to that, don't you, Willie? But no, Bradford Newport. Um, Chris, I don't know about you. For me, yesterday, how we didn't get a win, I'll never know. I think we said the other week we played. Um, we played Swindon, then we went to Forest Green, we played uh, Hartlepool. We've been playing some of the best football we've played all year. I think yesterday we were even better. Don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, the whole team performance, to be honest. I don't, I don't think there's anything that I could say was particularly bad. I thought um, Elliot Watt in midfield was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, was he? I've seen some guy saying he was terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I just ignore that. I think he put something like, uh, is it just me? And I said, yep, it is absolutely just me. <laughs> because he was, in that first half, he was honestly, some of the passes, the pinging of the ball he was putting over, 30-yard passes and stuff, straight to feet. He was he was really good yesterday. In fact, I think that's probably his best I've seen him in a long, long time. Um, so, yeah, he was really good. It was centre circle, circle and he was pinging it out to the corner flags, like dropping nice, it on the player's nice. feet. Yeah, he's um, Songo did not miss an header the entire game. Every time he went near him, he won it every single time. As uh, you pointed out, the uh, Bradford City picture where he he looks like he's flying. Super Songo. Um, I think we were just a little bit unlucky not to get the win. Pereira when he came on just looked wow. He's going to be some footballer that kid. I swear, he's just getting stronger and stronger every game. I just hope we could keep him next season. I think he's going to. By the looks of him, I think he's going to be in League One next season. Yeah, I think he's probably right. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd agree on that. Um, I think, yeah, I think I read somewhere. I don't know if it was a, a tweet of his, um, but he's hoping that he gets the chance. Oh no, someone commented on his tweet yesterday that he, he sent out basically saying that feels they should have got a win. He was happy with his performance. Um, the ball just literally sticks to his feet. Um, the only thing that he's sort of lacking at the minute. I don't know if you agree, Chris, but his finishing's not yeah. not there. Um, if that finishing was there, we'd have 
some major problems track. He said that against us as well. He said that against us the other week. Yeah. Um, it's not wasn't just his finish; it was just his end product in general. That's it. I would agree. Doesn't, with that. doesn't seem to be there. He seems to have everything there, getting the ball, knowing what to do with the ball, but then it kind of goes, "Oh, I've done all this stuff," and then fuck, I don't know what to do. Yeah, one, too, one step more. too far. One step too far. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think for me, yeah, one of the comments on his on his tweet was about how. The, the club should be pushing to keep to, to get him on a season long loan next season. And I think, you know, we've got to look at the options here. Loot and go up. The chances of us keeping him on next season are probably a lot less than if they stay down. If they stay down, the goal, obviously the gap between the championship to League Two is the same as Premiership to League One. So but uh Pereira liked the comment. So, you know, hopefully he said he's enjoyed his time here. I just Jamie Walker had a quality chance as well. Um, yeah, smashed did. it hard, low, down to the side of the keeper. I can't tell you for the life of me how the keeper got down to it, but he did. Um, we've had some worldly saves against Jamie Walker in this last few weeks. He's one that, again, I mean, we're talking about lone players here, um, but you know we've got to look at next season, and I hope that some of them are here. Yeah. How did Newport, I, how did Newport do in the game? I thought they played really well. Um I think we stifled them. I think going forwards, they did look dangerous. They, there was a fair few chances. There was, in fact, there was a cracking save by Bass in the second half. Um, if you get a chance to see it again, absolutely, like world class, an absolute worldy, um, incredible save. They did have a couple of chances, uh, and you can see why they're dangerous going forwards. I mean, you look at the, obviously you look at their front line. They they are a very very dangerous team. Played very well, uh, well oiled team. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just think that we, uh, we matched them, and I think we probably, I think we probably shared it. I didn't realise that Newport had signed Matty Dolan. Oh, Matty yeah, Dolan's yeah. been phenomenal. He's been there for a few years now. Um, yeah, I think it's just like his fourth year or something. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible against us last year. He's a great player. Yeah, do you know what? I mean, because obviously he was at City as well beforehand. Uh, he, I don't know whether he got the chance or whether he was, he was just a bit. I don't know, it just didn't work out for him at City. But ever since then, I've, I've always been a big fan of Matt O'Dell and I think he's a phenomenal he's player. Cracking, yeah, he is. He's brilliant. He's not a Phil Parkinson player, though. And no, that's, that's why he didn't really get that chance. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't a Phil Parkinson type player. Um, but yeah, so I mean, look, some Newport fans seem to think that the referee was a bit biased towards us. I feel like I'm quite unbiased in my opinion when it comes to City like I feel like I call us out when, when there's bullshit and like that's why I get into arguments with a lot of our fans I think that I'm quite good at that I don't think the referee was biased I don't really think he did much wrong in, in terms of leaning towards one side he got some things wrong there were you know there was some things that went on that Newport claimed they should have had a penalty Songo got thrown down to the floor in the box in an almost three identical. times three yeah. times if you remember you know, we, we all, we're not complaining about that. We're complaining about the fact that we didn't finish, you know, the end product wasn't there. But I think I think Newport will have been the happier team yesterday coming away from I, think I would, I would I think say the big thing for Newport, that, that they seem to be missing just now is Dom Telford's not scored in six. Yeah. Um, he's just going through a real dry spell just now. I'm just looking through it. Yeah, he's not, he's not scored in six. He's still the top goal scorer in the league. I'm probably because... Forest Green haven't been doing it, I don't think. I am of recent, but yeah, Telford going through a dry patch, and it just seems to be showing a little bit in the last the last two games. He didn't score against Hartlepool, 
didn't score against yourselves, and that's a loss and a draw, and, and points you'd think that are there to, to possibly pick up for Newport. I think I think had they had that, they, they, like a, a proven goal scorer, they, they probably probably nicked it because that's something that we. I mean, look at Andy Cook. Aside from the Forest Green game, which you're talking about a goal that he scored against Forest Green, Forest Green sent their keeper up in the 90 odd minute. 90 off minute, and you know, we got a corner, it got headed upfield, Cook ran upfield, put it into an empty net. Cook hasn't scored since the 29th of January, aside from that one goal. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, he hasn't looked like scoring since the 29th of January. I, I feel like he's he's struggling a bit at the minute. I don't know, he, he's, he's still kind of playing up top on his own, and I feel like he struggles when he's on his own up top when him and Angle were next to each other. Which, by the way, Lee Angle, I think for the first time in a while yesterday, was not up in the players' lounge. He was down. He was in his training gear. Um, so I'm hoping we're going to see him before the end of the season. But Cook's going through a really dry patch at the minute as well, which, you know, it's got to come to an end. Um, moving on. Let's do it. Because I don't want to keep on City. We nah, do I'm, d- I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. It's, it's nice to be able to just move on, isn't it? Yeah. Carlisle. <laughs> Carlisle. Bristol Rovers. What wow. a result for Carlisle. By the way, the form just seems to continue for Carlisle. Yeah, they had yeah. a blip against the aforementioned Newport, but they just know how to win games. They seem to be getting the better manager boom that that we were talking about earlier on. They just seem to be picking up wins all over the place. I am. Um, I was getting a bit of kind of commentary on the game from one of the lads from our Discord channel for this game. Yeah. Um, Carlisle had a goal Bristol ruled fan, out. Isn't <clears throat> He's a Bristol fan, so he was watching. He was watching the game. He was on our match day live. Um, so we were having a good chat um, throughout, and he never seemed happy <clears throat> throughout this game at all. Carlisle had a goal ruled out for offside quite early on, and from that point, from his point of view, Bristol were completely under the cosh. Um, he said he thought it was going to be one nil. The whole way through, he says, Carlisle are going to score, Carlisle are going to score. You can see it coming an absolute mile away. But, I mean, Bristol had the lion's share of the possession in the game. Yeah, you're that's what I was at, just going to say. The stats don't... You're looking at the stats. The stats show a very, very even game um, throughout. But Carlisle come and you just seem to fancy them to nip games just now. And, yeah, there they go, doing it once again. And I think dragging themselves into safety and giving themselves a position in the league next year. Yeah, I, I've got... Um, I went to the boxing last night and uh, I was one of my mates who's come down, he's come down from Carlisle and he's a Carlisle fan slash Man United fan. Don't ask what's going on there. End of that. But he was just talking about Paul Simpson because obviously the thing is with Paul Simpson as well is he was the um, under-20s manager um, that won the, the World Cup. Um and coming back in, I think they pretty much, from what, from what I was understanding, from what he was saying, you know, it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a long-term project for him. It looks like he probably will leave at the end of the season. But the job he's done, I mean, the players that he brought in in the past, he brought in Kieran Westwood, or he found Kieran Westwood, should I say. Danny Graham he found as well. And there's a couple of others that, you know, that he's he, he's managed to to find from, from anywhere. He took them up. Uh, I want to say he took him up twice, Carlisle fans, if I'm wrong, I apologise. But it just sounds like just the whole ethos that he's brought into the club has just completely revolutionised them. And I, they are the form team in the league right now. They were the ones that we were saying they're going down. And, and, you know, is that six games in a row they've won now? 
Something mad like that. Anyway. Uh, no, they get beat. They've won two in a row. They get beat by Newport the game before that. But they've won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've won six out of seven. Yeah. So, you know, they are completely transformed. And they've got, and I can't remember for the life of me what he's called, but they've got a player in um, on loan from somewhere. And he apparently was an absolute donkey. And Simpson has just kind of transformed him. He's now a little, you know, he's, he's a, a club hero, shall I say. I think that what, from my understanding is Carlisle fans are uh, wanting to pay for his wages next year to try and bring him back. Oh, make fond up, has it? No, it's definitely not my fond up. No, it's definitely not. So they signed, they've signed on loan, their loanies. They've got Jamie Devitt, who we know quite well, um, yeah. who can be hit and miss, but when he's hit, Quality. Uh, Christian Dennis from St. Mirren. Uh, Shaw Silver from I Sutton. Think, I th- no, it's not Shaw. No, it's not him. Owen Will. Owen Wils- Owen Windsor from West Brom. Hey, not Owen Wilson. Surname. Wow. 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 I think it's 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 Dinell Simeu. Oh, they must have got. He must have been there a while then. Yeah. Defender. Yeah, I think that's I think that's who it is, and apparently he's just he's just been um, absolutely revelation since Simpsons come in. Well, the fifteen points clear now. Um, they're staying up, unfortunately. Well, yeah. But, Much to uh, Mike and Liam's happiness, Carlisle are yeah. going. But do you know what? I, I I do as much as I say I hate going to Brunton Park. I love being able to go to Brunton Park. I'm it, it was more the fact that we had them last me. game of the season and I thought, you know, that'd be really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. They get um, to keep they get to keep their what they like to call their local derby against Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety mile local derby. <laughs> Not it's even in the same bad. county. It's almost as bad you know, as Crystal Palace in Brighton, isn't it? But it's on the opposite coast. It's literally on the opposite coast. <laughs> like they're on the west coast. You're on the east. No, right. Next game, Chris. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one. Colchester Tranmere. What went on? Oh, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are we letting Chris lead this one? <laughs> so um, I was pretty confident with my predictions. In fact, to be fair, I think my predictions were pretty much spot on. Almost oh, pretty spot on. They were almost pretty much spot on. Anyway, I... Uh, what did you, what did you predict in Colchester Tramia game, Chris? Um, I, I predicted. However, I did know. I said, Tramia should win this game. However, they have a habit of fucking up in games like this. And what did they do? They did exactly that. Um, what did you bet on, Chris? What did you bet on? <laughs> I bet on Tramia to win, of course. <laughs> and out of your bet, what let you down? <laughs> Tramia. Of course. Tramia. Well, we were just looking at Tramia. We were looking at the, the table. Tramia have gone from second to seventh. Yeah, it's mad. We're talking about teams bottling it this season. We've been looking at Forest Green as a potential bottle job for the top of the league. Tramia are... Well, let me put it this way. Mansfield win one of their three games in hand on Tramia. Tramia are out of playoffs. Like, let's, let's pull up Tramia's games to go. It's... You know, they've got Carlisle next. <laughs> Carlisle, they were still Rovers. Weirdly, I would fancy Carlisle in that game. Yeah. After they've got the run, on, you've got to. But then straight after, they've got Bristol Rovers. Then they've got to go to Parade. Do you know what? That's the game that they'll win against Bristol Rovers. This is what they do. It's, it, 
they're so up and down. I mean, I can't believe how much they've fallen to knife. That really surprises me. But the, the games that you expect them to win, they've just seemed to have. I don't. They just. I don't. They just seem to be fifty-fifty. It, it just seems to be all over the shop. It's, it's not great, but you know they've got Bristol Rovers. They then go to Valley Parade, which, from my understanding, they they, they bring in about two thousand. Right. Um, I mean, they'll get a point because you guys don't win at home. So we've got. <laughs> a, we've won. I think. I think yesterday by not winning, we've equaled a club record worst home form oh, man. since. I don't know how long it goes back, but it's a long, long time. Um, but uh, do you know what? We don't care. We don't actually care right now because we, we're focused. Like for us, all these games are kind of pre-season friendlies early for next year because we're not really focusing on this season. So they come, they come into Bradford. They're bringing 2,000 fans. We're opening the TL Dallas for them. Um, let's get a, a, a banging atmosphere for that one. They then got Exeter City at home. They then go to Stevenage. They then got Oldham at home and they finished the game um, away the season again, the season away at Leighton Orient. Like they've not got an easy run. Obviously, you'd expect them to pick up the points at Oldham. Um, Stephen Stevenage, Oldham, and Orient. You'd expect them to pick up points at all three of those games. Problem is, it's the last three games of the season. What what happens? You know, how is it too late at that stage? Where are those? Where are those three teams? Yeah, are yeah. they fighting for? Are those well two of the three fighting for their life? Exactly that. Who wants yeah. to play a team who are in you know that's struggling for survival? You don't want to play those teams. Yeah, but then you look at it and you think, will it already be out of their reach come that time? If they don't pick up the results before, and will Tram, will that be enough? Will they have drifted <clears throat> too far to bring it back? Um, but looking again, we were just talking about the, the stats in the Bristol Rovers uh, Carlisle game. Tramia, 61% possession, 12 shots to uh, to Colchester, 6. Two on target, Colchester had one on target. Do you, um, know what, do you know what I love about this match, though? That you have like super sub mentality. I'm Colchester, 89th minute, let's go, bring on Shimado. And then 90 plus 5, he goes, bangs it in. <laughs> it's insane. Total super sub mentality. Your fresh legs come and then just that's you taking the game absolutely by the balls and scoring in the minutes that really is yeah. devastating if you're losing in that sort of time. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Uh, next game, Crawley, Rochdale. Um, I don't really think there's many surprises in that one there. You know, Crawley, beat, Crawley winning 1-0. It, it seems like a kind of nonsensical game for me. Like, it didn't really hold any weight or relevance behind it like I, it could have slipped under the radar quite easily um, yeah I mean Rochdale they're still in the the, the, the shit but yeah nine points nine points clear same games yeah, I think they, I think they're going to be okay they'll still be looking over the shoulder but yeah 1-0 Crawley picked up the win Crawley are going to finish mid-table along with Bradford Hartlepool we're all going to finish around the same area um, we're probably all going to finish in the same fucking points yeah we, it's been the same we've been, we've, <laughs> every now and again one of us pulls ahead it's not us one of the teams pulls ahead but then we just get dragged back in same with Harrogate Harrogate's the other one where, <coughs> even though Harrogate have been on this horrific run all it's done is pulled them now down into where we are so we're all sort of that four 
we're going to be all the same. And they could throw a wall solid as well. Yeah. Well, you look at us, us and Crawley. You've got Crawley and Hartlepool both in fifty-one points, exact same record. I am um, with wins, losing, and draws. He's draws fourteen, nine, fifteen. We've had a pretty much identical season, except they've got a slightly better goal difference. I am um, than us. They're on minus five. We're on minus eleven by the looks of things. And you've got yeah. Bradford, Harrogate, and Walsall all in forty-seven. But the only thing is, we've got a game. Us and Crawley. I have a game on all three of the teams. But again, you look at uh, Harrogate Walsall, same record. Yeah. Yeah. 12 wins, 11 draws, 16 losses. Um, Again, slight difference in goal. Which, I mean, you look at it and you think Harrogate have scored 56, Walsall only 42, but Harrogate have conceded 61, Walsall 51. So, you know, Harrogate are much better up front. Walsall are a much more solid team at the back and. I think Harrogate's run at the start of the season definitely done them a lot of good. Yeah, definitely. A lot um, of good. So one thing that we've touched on over the last few weeks, and we were just mentioning Carlisle there, the, the, the new manager, Bounce. Um, that didn't happen this week for Stevenage. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you one thing quite proudly. One person was bouncing around that stadium, um, and that was Stevenage's manager. <laughs> have we now just gone? Have we now just gone quiet? <laughs> we've now just gone. We've now just gone as, as Liam just as Liam just just called Steve Evans. As he just, yes, he has. Um, yes, I don't has. like the guy. I don't like the guy. I think he's a horrible, horrible man. And I think anybody that whacks the, the, the you know whacks it out. Well, we don't know that, do we? We don't know. Yes, that. we do. He no, was no, charged. He was, he was charged. He was taken to court. He was found guilty, and he said, "I'm not appealing it." Like at that stage, we know it. Um, he got caught. He got done for it. He got fined. He got. He's not peeling it. Did you say? He's doing fucking cheese. <laughs> right. Oh. So, yeah. it's, uh, one two one against Evenage. That's settled the time. Um, decent result for Exeter, to be fair, but uh, Exeter could still win this league. They they could, and they're, they're always. <laughs> They've always been that team that have kind of been there or thereabouts, haven't they? Um, yesterday, I believe it was, I think his name was Sam Stubbs, I believe, who got the two goals. And it was his first two goals for the club as well. Um, so that was pretty good. But yeah, I, I genuinely thought yesterday there was a potential that Stevenage might have this Evans factor and maybe that might help them. But obviously, Exeter have seen them off. I think that was probably a more difficult game than... Evans didn't, didn't seem credit. too unhappy after the game either. I... Yeah. Um, I watched his interview. He didn't seem too disheartened about it. Um, he thinks there's still there's still a team there that can that can come in. So I don't think he's really that concerned uh, about going to the end of the season. I think they think he thinks they've got enough grit to get there and get across the line. It's tight. It's very very tight. It's very um, tight. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I. I it seems to be that the teams at the bottom are not, none of them are really putting in any performances. It's just a case of they're just hoping that the others around them are just worse. Yeah. And that's what seems to be happening at the minute. Um, but yeah, Stevenage, they're still in it. We'll see what happens. Steve Evans looking for his first win still. Obviously, he's only had one chance, but Exeter are looking like a really, really good, good side. Um, I think well, they'll they definitely go up. 
they have been for years in this league anyway, haven't they? They've always been there or thereabouts, or they've just missed out, you know, in the playoffs. Um, yeah. It probably is about time that they went up, really. Um, cause I do think I do think they will go up. I don't think they will. I'm going to say this, and I'm gonna, they're going to the arse is going to fall out of them. I don't think they will drop out of the automatics. No. I think they're going to the bottoms. Like they're definitely going to be part of the top three. I, I, I can't argue that. Um, but speaking of new managers coming in and new manager bouncers, the best managerial signing of the season took to the helm on Saturday for his first ever game in charge of Barrow, and they lost 2-0. Um, Phil Brown in charge for the first time. Um, it's almost like we all saw that coming. Let's be fair. Um You'll, everyone who's listening to the intro, Chris, I know you haven't heard the intro yet, but the intro this week, it's not talking about Carlisle, it's essentially saying fuck Phil Brown. Um, and we'd rather be relegated <laughs> if it were our clubs than bring Phil Brown in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a pretty standard just walk away win for Leighton Orient. It's like what I was saying last week. I just don't see... There's, there's no excitement about bringing in Phil Brown. I don't see the long-term gain in it. Where Barrow see themselves going, it's almost like they're going, yeah, oh, let's bring in Phil Brown. He's a local lad. And that's it. Yeah. Nah, don't get it. Still don't get it. Can't, I, I can't. Again, it's like you said, it's like the teams um, in that area are just hoping the other ones do worse. It's not what I want to talk about about that game, though. No, hell no. Have yes. you seen the goal? I, what was the lad? Was it Smith? The lad Paul for Smith, Orient? Yeah. Oh, Smith. my fucking God. What a yeah. finish. Comes out of his height, almost at the corner flag, pings it over, and just. Well, yeah, let's just watch it here. Let's just watch it. So this is this is from Twitter. EFL, if you're flagging this, I didn't take this from you. This is shared on Twitter, I swear to God. This is, look, just to show you, this is a Twitter page. It's from Leighton Orient Direct. Blame them. Um, but just, I mean... I mean, the highlights are up, so we can truly show highlights. I mean, yeah. the technique in this is absolutely unreal. Yeah. <laughs> what a finish! Like, for me... That is, and a few folk are going to get their balls out over this. Um, maybe not get their balls out, but that's the best goal this weekend. Is it? Uh, well, we'll find out in a bit whether we decide on that. But no, it was quality. I mean, for anybody who's listening to it rather than watching, uh, please get on Twitter and watch that goal because it is absolutely phenomenal. The way... Um, he puts it over the goalkeeper's head, but the angle, oh my God, the angle... Uh, that he does it and he executes. It is honestly a fantastic goal. And I don't massively blame you for thinking it's the best of the weekend, but I think there is one better, but we'll talk about that in a bit. I think we should I think we should put a poll out after to see. Yeah. Yeah. After we'll, we'll, share both links. Out. we'll share both links and we'll show the other the other we'll goals. Put a poll out to see what's the better goal. Yeah. Um, well the lower league look goal of the week. Next game. Oh Grant. We'll let you talk about it. Oh, I suppose this I'm game have needs to. no introduction, but I'm going to introduce <laughs> it anyway. Northampton two, Hartlepool nil. Another loss uh, on the road for the pools. Another loss on the road. I mean, I said before this game that 
I would have been happy um, out of this game and the next game against Manfield coming away. Mansfield coming away with two points. I um, because it's two tough, tough games for Hartlepool, even though uh, even though Mansfield's at home. Um, some stats I wish I didn't know. Um, I found out before the game, or that I found out after the game. If I'd have known about it before, I wouldn't have watched the game. Um, these stats have came from my dad that he put up on Twitter on our page. So, Hartlepool facts against Northampton, or just Hartlepool facts in general. We've played 21 times with an Australian goalkeeper and never won. Wow. Then go on the <laughs> next fact about Hartlepool in this game. We have never beaten Northampton at Northampton since 1969. So with those two together, we were never going to win that game. I am very, very frustrating as a Hartlepool fan. I We created chances. Again, Bogle should have buried a chance, but he didn't. If he would have put it anywhere else, it would have went in. I am, Crawford had a really good opportunity, I am, and then they scored really, really early in the game. It was back and forward. Anyone could have scored. And Northampton then kind of went and played at the back and played long balls up to the wings, which they seem to do quite a lot. Um, and then their second goal came from a free kick, um, where I think most of their goals seem to come from is set plays. Um, one, of the, one of the Northampton fans I was talking to said he was really surprised at the first goal because it's one of the first goals they've scored in open play in such a long time. But it's no surprise that Northampton have been scoring from set plays because they are huge the players are so so tall. Yeah, um, I think they were saying they've got the biggest average height in the league. Yeah, that doesn't surprise um, me at all. Um, no, but they're a well set up team. They're big, which makes them hard to play against. Um, I thought we played okay. Our, our sub keeper or our number two keeper. He, he Just tried. on that, where, where's Killip? Killip was ill. Oh right. So Ben Killip was ill. Um, he and then Graham Lee told him he didn't want to get on the team bus in case it spread. So my presumption is COVID. Um, Billy Kapic played sixty minutes the day before, so he wasn't sure if he would have played. So he, he did play. So he was the Australian that was in goal. Positives for pools is Bryn Morris came back from injury. It's the first time he's featured in a while. I am pretty happy to see Bryn back. I am so getting the midfield in. Of probably the first choice midfield now of Morris Featherston and Crawford back in, so that was good. So yeah, it was it was a fairly strong pools team. I um, but typical Hartlepool playing across the back, playing in the midfield, and not having an end product. I am mm. um, other than shooting from outside the box, which is which always seems dangerous for as you fancy more and you to get one get one of those chances, but. It wasn't to be, um, and I think it was a deserved win for Northampton in that game. Yeah, the, the stats back them up as well. Um, yes, yeah. I think possession. we had the possession. I think it. we had the possession, but yeah, most of that was passing across the back. You'll see our pass numbers were huge. Um, but yeah, speaking of pass numbers, Grant, we didn't obviously. I know we've touched on the game, but you text me through the Bradford game at half time about the the passing stats for us. 270 odd passes I think it was wow. in the and I think, it, I think it was 212 completed yeah, yeah that's an insane amount that's it was, a stupid amount it was a it was a lot in fact let me yeah. just see if I can get the first half stats up here for that game 
the first half stats for Bradford. 272 passes made, 212 completed. Second half, it was showing as 251 made, 197 completed. So, yeah. Similar stats. We're passing and moving very well. That's Those stats are ridiculous. I don't think you'll see a higher um, passing stat this weekend. I'm just checking the Hartlepool-Northampton passing stats. Hartlepool always do make a lot of passes as well. First half total passes, 244. Completed 199 in the first half. Second half, 210. Um, made uh, 140, only 145 completed. Um, yeah, it seems like Northampton half. kind of took control second half for you guys. Northampton, Northampton did take complete control in the second yeah. half. Um, their team talk seemed to just do absolute business, and they they controlled the game and put in a very very professional display. I am um, from a team which I say are going about quietly doing their business. They've been up there all season, consistent, um, consistent yeah. all the time. They've, they've been consistent. They seem to be happy. Their, their goal this season seems to have been go for promotion and they seem to be happy with that third place. Um, for, for me, it, it's we, they, we've, we've never really touched on Northampton. No, um, we haven't. You see, if think, Northampton don't finish in the top three, I don't think you would want to come up against them in the playoffs across two legs. Mate, smashed up Wembley 3 0. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in 25 <laughs> minutes. In 25 I minutes, I still don't think you'd want to come up against them over two no, legs. No. Especially, like you said, I, you know, you mentioned it as well, like you know about the size of them. And I remember, I remember watching them, and they are fucking huge. If you go down to them in the first game, and then say Euro, say Euro, they're away, and they go up in that away game, going to Northampton, and knowing you have to come back against them is going to be difficult. Yeah, it's it is. It's and do you know what we played them early in the season? And ironically, we're talking about the size. The Bradford mascot got nutmeg by someone who was about five foot two, um, who worked for the club. So you know the shortest person there. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. It upsets me. Um, Make the chicken, but we all know that chicken has the the footballing ability of the dog. <laughs> anyway. Seems like a great guy to me. Seems like a great guy to me. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Oldham have conceded a very last-minute goal again to lose true. the game. Oldham, Mansfield. Mansfield proving that they have got what it takes to go up. They, that is what teams do. Teams teams that are going up play till the last minute. And, yeah, 95th minute again. Like You've got to feel sorry for Oldham. Oldham are winning as well. Um you, you do because they're on such a terrible run. Um, is it five in a row they've lost now? It might even be six now. Um, yeah, I think it's five in a row that they've now lost. You know, and obviously to be leading half time, I remember hearing the score, and I was like, there's still going to be something going on in this game. And you, you kind of expect when you've got players of quality, by the way, six, six, by the way, six, six, six. losses in a row, yeah. and they haven't, they haven't won in. In nine, and that ninth game was against us. <laughs> <laughs> Every That's time we look at teams, bad stats, but it always leads back to Bradford. It's not the which side it's it. It's just always about to be 
it feels like a lifetime ago that it was Old and Bradford. It feels Mate, I like slept a, since. Right, it feels like a really long time ago that Oldham have came in, they were kind of riding the crest of a wave, the shed erection was on, and yeah, that that erection has, has flopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we're pushing for this Viagra sponsorship, aren't we? That's two podcasts <laughs> in a row now we've talked about it. Um, By the way, Chris, I think, I think you're going to be safe. Um, I don't think you're going to need to get. Yeah, I think me. I think I am. I'm actually going to buy just buy mine this week because I'm fed up waiting for the club. Yeah, to be fair, I'm going to. I'll email him again tomorrow. The guy from Oldham, and we'll see if we can get that pushed through. But yeah, do you know what? Um, just don't him, we'll just make buy them excuses. ourselves. Making yeah. excuses, boys. Yeah, Mate, I want an Oldham shirt. It's lovely. <laughs> I want yeah, one. Yeah. I won't wear it. I won't wear it out. I've got uh, worse. <laughs> I've got worse shirts. Yeah, I so da. Um, well, let's not talk, let's not focus too much on Oldham because they don't want to hear it. By the way, Mansfield Resorts played again a, bl- a absolute blinder yeah, by the sounds of it, um, and he, he set up the second one from a goal which came off the post, um, and then it was put back in on the rebound. He, he's just going from strength to strength in this league, um, and yeah. yeah, I really think he's. Just giving two a big two fingers up to to Dave Challoner for saying he didn't want to back himself at the club he'd been at in in this league, and I think he's he's proven Challoner wrong. So fuck you, you Dave Challoner. Do you think it's do you think it's a bit uh, do you think it's a bit um, over the top for me to say that I currently think he's the best player in League Two? <sighs> <laughs> because I'm going there. I am going there. Are we, we're not obviously counting uh, Mike Fondock because he's injured. No, otherwise, obviously, right. okay. be no case. Um, you, you know, I don't think he'll be far off on that. There's a, there's a couple that would sort of be in and around that. You've got your McCurdy's. Like people don't like McCurdy, but I think McCurdy's up there. It's phenomenal. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think between those players, it's going to be hard again. Hartlepool, Molyneux. I think Molyneux's phenomenal. Mm. Um, mm. It's just, you know, if he had a better, and that's this isn't a dig, if he had a better team around him, like, he'd be even better. He's he's, he's phenomenal in a, yeah, he'd be a, a mid-table team. Um, he's so, one of these players, I think, we know that if we have him next season, I don't, and he has another season like he's had, I don't think he'll be with us again. If we re-sign him up, I think we need to get him on a multi-year deal so that there's going to be, so there's going to be money at the end of it. I don't see him staying in League Two. He's still only twenty three. I um, he's not going to stay in League Two for the rest no, of the career. No. The, the sky's the limit for the kid. I don't he think is he'll be there fucking next great. Season. He won't be there next I think season. He will. I think he'll start next season for Hartlepool. I think he'll be gone in January. I think he'll be gone. I think he'll be at League One next year. Nah, uh, I think he'll stay. But yeah, Reese for me at the moment just seems to be that. Uh, he just seems to be doing so much. But then again, as well, Longstaff. Just seems to be coming up with assist after assist at the moment. Um, I know that we maybe mentioned about, uh, you know, maybe he's potentially a flash in the pan. But looking at him for Mansfield as well, he's been he's been a cracking player. You'd expect him to be though, I suppose as well. You've got a th- any player of, of that age dropping into League Two from, any, you know, anywhere sort of mid Championship upwards, Premier League like. You got to expect that they're going to put in those performances. You'd be really disappointed if they didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is class. Um, 
Next I, game, I still think before before we move on, I still think Mansfield are winning the league. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going to say they're finishing second, but they're definitely they're definitely going to be in the, the they're going to finish in the top three. I think it's I think it's coming down to the last game of the season. Is yeah. it at Mansfield or is it at Forest Green? Oh. Uh, last game of the season is. I know it's Mansfield v Forest Green, but I don't know who is at home. Oh wow! It's at Mansfield. Wow. Mansfield. At Mansfield. I'm saying it. Mansfield are winning the league. I don't think right, you're we'll wrong. We'll clip that. We'll clip that. Well, next game, guys. Um, and I've got a stat for you about this one. Chris, I don't know if you've seen it. I think you've seen it, Grant, but this is a stat, an interesting one for you. Port Vale, 2-0 against Sutton. Um, we're going to look at a goal from the Port Vale game. This is the other one. Oof. But did you know that out of the 92 Football League sides, Port Vale are now the only side in the whole of the 92 to beat... Every one of the other 91 teams. Wow. What a stat. Mm. <laughs> when you consider the teams great in that stat. 92, mm. Port Vale have beaten everybody at some stage. And they're the only ones to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's mad. I mean, that, that obviously means that's the first, the first time they've ever played Sutton, which I'm guessing that's this is Sutton's first ever time in the football league, isn't it? So it will yeah. be. Um, so yeah, Sutton was just a, a waiting game. He was just checked that off the, the list, and yeah, there we are. But I'm going to share a goal. This is the other goal from the um, from the game from sorry from this weekend that I believe is better, um, the, the better than the one that we saw earlier. I do. This is Proctor for Port Vale, and the angle's not great on it. But let's just take this off because that's not working the angle's not great I'll see if I can find another one while you two have a chat about this goal but oh it's just absolutely beautiful Paolo Di Canio or Di Proctor Paolo Di Proctor <laughs> Paolo Di Proctor let's watch Paolo it again Paolo Di Proctor it's I a great just, goal oh, come it's on the yeah, skill taking to, to do it is is great it's, I it's... still think Smith's goal's better I mean, for, again, for anybody who's listening, uh, if you can remember the Paolo Di Canio goal where he literally jumps in the air and hits it on the volley, um, Proctor does that from outside the box and it's an absolute rocket into the top corner. No is, stopping it. <clears throat> is Daryl Clark back in the dugout um, yet yeah, for Port Vale? Because I know he's been off with a very, very close bereavement. That's right. I am not as far as I'm aware. Um, I think... We, I spoke to a Vale fan the other day who said that he's a couple of weeks off. He, unless he came back yesterday, obviously he wasn't against us. Um, but no, as of yet, I don't I mean, believe he is. I don't know the details of it, but yeah, it's obviously a very, very close one for Daryl. Um, but can I just take a moment to talk about his record as a just manager? Before you do, just before you do, I've got the other angle of the goal for you. You've got another angle of the goal. Let's see. Yes. Let's see if this changes my mind. Or oh, mine. <clears throat> <laughs> there's, the more, there's more than one angle, by the way. There's more than one angle, Grand, by the way. Grand. Oh, man. That's better. That is better. This, uh, this is obviously the one we've seen. Hit it on the volley like that and not sky it. That's the I one mean, to, to, not, me. to not absolutely Peter K that over the stand. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, right. that's, uh, I can't. 
Wow. Nah, so, do you know what? I'm, I'm, still wrong. Going, I'm still going, Smith. Right, everyone, get on, get on to Twitter. We'll put a poll up. What goal was better? Let's let you guys decide what you think the better goal was. Grant, if you want to be wrong, you be wrong. <clears throat> I'll, so be, I'll you... be wrong with pride. <laughs> I, Grant, I what was your thing about Daryl Clark then? Yes, Darryl, Darryl Clark, let, yeah, let's take a moment to talk about Daryl Clark's record as a manager. I've I've beat on about him for a while. I, I think he's a great, great manager. Yeah. He's currently sitting on a win percentage of forty four point four percent um at Port Vale. He didn't have a bad one at Walsall either, thirty two point nine. And then Bristol Rovers, forty two point three. Before that, it was um Salisbury City, fifty three and a half percent. He's just a consistent, consistent manager. I'm I think he's great, and I think anyone would love to have him as a manager. I would love him at Hartlepool. If, obviously, if things didn't work out with, with Graham Lee, I think Graham Lee's doing a great job. Um, but if we if we like to build this ethos of players who mean, or managers who mean something to the club, we'd have Daryl Clark in a heartbeat. He is a top, top manager. Yeah, you, uh, there was a lot of talk when he went from Walsall to Port Vale last season. I think it was last season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was last mm-hmm. season. And a lot of people are like, eh, why? Um, and he's showing now why. I mean, he's got James Wilson playing some incredible football as well, by the way. Can we just say as well, you know, the ex-Man United player um, who obviously kind of got a bit lost, went to Salford, didn't do amazing there. He's got a Ports Vale and he seemed to have found his form. Scored again yesterday as well, by the way. Um, yeah. And he seems to have got the best out of him. And to have as well Proctor who, I mean... Again, I absolutely love Proctor, even though he gave us abuse in the previous game. Um, I'm a big fan of Proctor. I think anyone, any team to have Proctor in their team are very lucky to have him. The one who I, the one who I really like, and I've always rated him quite highly through his career, is um, Brad Walker. They play yeah. him at they play him at centre back. Um, through his youth, it wasn't his position. He was an attacking midfielder, um, and. He, he, through his time when he was at Hartlepool, he, was, he moved back very slightly because he, he wasn't the fastest. But he's turned into a really, really reliable centre half. Yeah, absolutely. And then they've got, and the thing is, you've got to remember about Port Vale is Tom Conlon's out for the season. Mm-hmm. And Tom Conlon is a, a phenomenal footballer. He's, for me, in the top five players in this league. Um, I don't know what injury he's got, but I've, um, I've got my friend Benjamin who. And keeps you updated with what's going on at Vale. Um, I, you know, it's really difficult, guys, because I think we keep saying this about almost every team. This is what I love about this league: is that I do. I think Paul Vale are going up. Yeah, but how many teams have I said are going up? About five or six, and it's just so such an interesting league that we are. What was the stat you gave before, Chu? About what was it? Eighth can win the league. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's it's Grant, been... I think it was Grant. Eighth position being Mansfield can still win the league. Yeah, I, I think Port Vale will comfortably finish in the playoffs. Interesting. I mean, I think that again they're coming. That they've been a consistent team. Well, reasonably. Uh, I know they have had a couple of little patches, but they do seem to be a team that can score a lot of goals, um, which is obviously 
especially when a lot of teams at the moment with their strike forces aren't scoring, as we touched on earlier on, and um, obviously Forest Green as well are, are struggling. But they just seem to have those players that can score goals, and that's the thing with Port Vale. That's why I think they're just going to get stronger. They are very, te- very, very good attacking footballing team. I mean, just just as a point here, Graham. Yes. You guys can still win the league. Thirteenth <laughs> could still win the league. We're not going to win the league. No, you're not. But the the, the thing that's <laughs> close it is. Thirteenth to Hartlepool. Hartlepool are the last team that are mathematically possible to win the league. Thirteenth with eight games remaining can win the league. What a year! And again, we're not. No teams are on Sky for the Easter weekend because it's not interesting enough. It's it's insane. Yeah. But yeah, all the way down to thirteenth. And the first team that can, and again, Chris, we just said this a minute ago. We don't mean to do this. The first team in the league that can't win it this year. <laughs> we know. I know. It's, it's us. Yeah. Oh, I've had to. Res- I resigned to that fact the other night. I actually worked it out the other night and sat there going, "Oh, like as if we had a chance." Oh. Um, I mean, anyway, you can see that Hartlepool can win the league. We're, we're not going to win the league. You're not, but but you mathematically it's that close. You could. You've got 24 points to play for you guys, and you are 21 points behind. Do you know what you see? So. If we'd sorted out our away form earlier on, and in fact, if we just sorted our away form out, our yeah. season would have been so so different. Yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. You, see, you know, we've still got there's still a lot to play for. Um, but yeah, so we, we Port Vale. Like, like, about, um, like I said about Scotland at the World Cup and like I said at my wedding speech, we're just happy to be there. <laughs> Genuinely, honestly, I've never seen a country so... I think We're going to go into something here. Like, I was so annoyed about the fact that Scotland got there on merit. They didn't get there because someone went, oh, let's just throw Scotland in. Scotland got to the Euros because they deserved to get to the Euros and then they got there and they were just like, it's all right, isn't it? I think we'll just enjoy it while we're here, boys. And just, <laughs> let's have a party. <laughs> they just had a party and then that came on. Um, yeah. And that wound me up. That was like, if, you, if you'd actually gone for it, Jesus. Um, but anyway, Salford, next game, Salford, Walsall, Salford. 2-1. Uh, Michael Flynn, very hit and miss at the minute with Walsall, but he's given them enough to... Yeah, no, yeah, but he's given them enough to to stay up. Um, Walsall yeah. staying up. He, next season's going to be massive for them, and I think they're probably in a similar situation to us where they're probably looking forward to next season now um, just to see what can happen. Their, but big yeah. signing, their big signing, Lee Tomlin, came off the bench. Did he? Yeah, a guy who's, who, look, who I read his name... Um, and genuinely thought he was called Mayonnaise, scored the goal for them, but his name Men- is Mayonnaise. Many years, <laughs> many years of like Mayonnaise. Um, many years he scored for them. They were 1 0 up, they lost 2 1. Um, Smith and Watson. Yeah, I mean, they're another yes. team we haven't really talked about, but that again, they're weirdly this season going under the radar, apart from Sky Sports, of course. Um, Salford just seemed to be. Are they getting form at the right time? Um, I mean, when I mean to, for me, when they signed uh, Matty Smith, yeah, is a, a, an incredible signing for League Two. That guy does not miss anything in the air. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I think they got him from QPR, if I'm right, or it was someone else. I can't remember now. But um, Matty Smith it just seems to be, you know, I mean, you look at the team, you look at Salford's team. You just can go through it all, and, and you're just like, what the hell? You've got Frank Fielding, who used to be at Blackburn. He was a, a he was an England under-21 
goalkeeper. You've got Vassell, you've got Turnbull, you've got Nadaba, you've got Matty London midfield, you've got Thomas Asante, who absolutely ripped us a new one until he was sent off. You got Big elbow Asante. Yeah. I think, I think you look at Salford, they've got two games in hand on a lot of the teams that are up in the playoffs. So they've got two in hand on Northampton, who are automatics. Anyway, two in hand on uh, Rovers, two in hand on Tranmere, um, two in hand on Newport as well. If yeah. they win both of those games, it takes them not far behind them. Yeah. So if you get the teams dropping points like what Tranmere have, have, uh, have done, Salford can go there and still pick up the points. Well, let's, and, and let's get look there. at Let's look at, and I, I want to do this. I want to let's get a Salford fan on. I think because so. we've not touched on them, um, and I'd be it'd be interesting to see. They're probably the one team that are outside the playoffs now. Aside from Mansfield, they're the one team that you look at and you go, they could make a real go for this. Um, so Salford, if you've got any, uh, any, you know, you know, Man United fans. Any fans. You know, Man United fans don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, grand. And Salford only get fans when Man United aren't playing. Don't play. <laughs> Honestly, that's not a shared opinion, boys. That's uh, that is grand opinion. That's just fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not an opinion. That is fact. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that Salford team <clears throat> not where they are. There's no way that that team should be where they are. That team should be higher up the league. With the quality they've got, the experience of players they've got, that team should not be there. However, they are. Um, yeah, they are. I'll take another year of Salford in League Two, please. Well, I mean, look at look at the teams they've got left to play. So we're, we're talking about you know teams um, above them. So they've got to play Crawley. They've got to play Hartlepool. Um, they've got Port Vale, who are in the playoffs. They've got Harrogate, who are obviously not. They've got to play Bristol Rovers, who are in the playoffs. Then they've got Barrow, they've got Oldham, um, they've got to play Mansfield, um, and then they finish with Stevenage. They've got to play three of those teams that we're looking at autos or playoffs. Yeah. Um, that's, and again, every single one of those games becomes a six pointer to get themselves up to where. They, they, they feel I feel they, they, they could be um, let's get let's get a Salford fan on let's aim for a Salford fan for next week it'd be interesting to get their views on it um, we've touched on them a, a couple of times like obviously when they played us we spoke about what what went on um, it'd be good to see what they think but last but not least we, we expected or we didn't expect we thought that if Scunthorpe were going to have any attempt at fighting in any way shape or form it was going to be against Harrogate, who were the other in out of form team in this league, and Harrogate went and won three 0 at Scunthorpe comfortably. Uh, Harrogate ended their little bad run, and Scunny just again bent over. Yeah, um, I'd like a Scunny fan as well. I think we need a Scunny fan before the end of the season, um, if we can find one. Because I've seen absolutely nothing from Scunthorpe. Was it was it their Twitter feed? Is it the Scunthorpe Twitter feed? Two seconds. Let me just try and find this. I think it's yeah. I think it's just really depressing at the moment that you know what is going on. And like you said, there's just nothing coming out. You don't hear any of the fans talking. You don't hear um, anyone coming out from the club talking about you know fighting for survival. It's just it's just um it just. 
<coughs> you knew Harrogate were going to go there yesterday and win. I think I predicted 2 0. So that's it with 3 0. You know, it doesn't really surprise me at all. Yeah. It's, it's, I just, ah, it's, it's insane. It's, it's yeah. absolutely insane. Um, because see when you're looking through their Twitter, it is, it's all just yeah, that's us, that's it, it's done, yeah. we're gone. There's just there's just nothing there, is there? There's yeah. no uh, resentment. Yeah, this is the thing. There's not even any anger, and that's what I think baffles me the most. I'm reading through, <coughs> like there's no anger towards what's gone on, but I'd want to know what has gone on, what's actually happened, how have Scunthorpe gone to this point, and. How are they all? I don't believe they are all okay with it, but how do they all just seem to be just so? Do you know what? <laughs> you know what my worry. My worry with Scunthorpe is is that they are just going to disappear into obscurity, and I'm not just talking even through the, um, you know, the, the uh, conference. I'm talking, you know, doing a New York City or even worse, or you know, like a Boston or someone like that. That's my worry. My concern for Scunthorpe. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, you see when you go in when you go into the National League, we've discussed it. It's a horrible, horrible league. You look at like South End; they went down last season. Yeah, they're yeah. sitting thirteenth. Yeah. yeah, like well, Scunthorpe's. <coughs> sorry, just on this Scunthorpe's non-executive director. I don't know what that means. Um, non-executive director Simon Elliott has confirmed that he has resigned from the club's board. That was last night. Um, I think I'm going to put this out there. I believe that one of the two teams that go down from this league this season, I think will fold in the next 12 months. Yeah. And that's a that's a horrible prediction to make. But hearing the things that are coming out of the clubs, obviously with Scunthorpe hearing nothing, um, and with, let's say if it is Oldham, with the situation yeah. with their owner... I think in the next 12 months, we're going to see another situation, a Bury situation, or, you know, you talk about them other ones. Halifax were another one, Halifax Town. They they folded, they started again. They're flying now, but, you know, you look at how rotten these clubs seem to be to the core. And that's not just me saying it. That's, you know, all the mix coming from their fans. They're saying this club is rotten. Maybe it's what they need. And that's a shit thing to think about, but maybe that is for them that's the only way out of this. If no one's going to come in and go, I'm going to pay this money for a club that's going to drop out of the football league this year. I'm going to start again. Um, no one's going to do that, or it doesn't look like anyone's going to. Yeah. There is one guy with Oldham, and we're we're going to get him on. Um, I'm going to try and get him on for us this week. He'd had a bit of shit with the Oldham fans, um, and he seemed to have sort of shut up shop when it comes to social media. But he's still in touch with us, so um, it's hopefully we can get that sorted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd be interested in hearing his views on what's going to happen to Alden because I think that he probably knows a lot more about that and I think that he'd be quite open about it. So I'll find out what he wants to do. We'll, we'll try and get it on this week. Um, obviously, we had a few hiccups this last few weeks with these two being poorly and you know, all this COVID crap, all so we just, yeah, big COVID, COVID United over here. Um, so, yeah, guys, I mean, that's the last result. Let's 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 look at the league table. Um, Forest Green still top. Um, didn't play this weekend. Didn't play this weekend. They are four points clear now. Um, but obviously they've got a game in hand. You've then got Exeter and Northampton, which round off the the automatics. Port Vale, Newport, Bristol, and Tranmere are the playoffs. 
Um, and then from, you've got Mansfield right down to Barrow. Those teams are, obviously you've got Mansfield and Salford in the sort of 8th and 11th that we think that have got the chance of making it to playoffs and above. But everyone else is probably safe now until you get to the likes of Barrow and you see Barrow on 37, Oldham on 31. It's a big, 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 big yeah. ask for Oldham to stay up. Um, Stevenage will be looking over their shoulder, but they're not looking over their shoulder for Oldham to catch them. They're looking at Oldham over their shoulder to continue this run that they're on. Um it's a really bleak ending to a podcast, isn't it? <laughs> just, just, just a quick, a quick, a quick note to the other team that we've not really mentioned today, Swindon, um, because they didn't play this week. Play. Um, didn't play, but obviously they've had the news with McCurdy being out for the rest of the season, but good news for them is Stadium. Yes. Have you seen the plans? Plans look great. Right. Yeah, the, the plans look really, really, really good. Um, the plans look very, very good. And... Yeah, I mean, it is good for them. Obviously, bad news about McCurdy for them. Great news for everyone else because McCurdy rubs every single team up the wrong way in this league. And <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of fans are like, do you know what? Karma. Um, but no, I, do you know what? I hope he comes back and I hope he comes back strong because he's far too good for this league. Um, Sweden, he's one of these players you'd have him. Any any player in the league, any team in the league would have him. Yeah. Anyone. You hate him. You, you hate him a, when he doesn't play for Big shit house, isn't he? Like, yeah. we we used to have Dean Windass, so we used to have <clears> Dean Windass, and he was exactly <throat> the same. Every team hated Dean Windass, and all they did all game was just give him abuse. Correct. Kevin Ellison, perfect. Kevin Ellison, example. another one. But apart from we did have him, and we didn't like him either. <laughs> no, but he just knows how to wind people up. And it's how he like, plays. That's why Dean, we Dean Windass. You Dean Windass. Every team hated him. Every team would have had him. Yeah, yeah, McCurdy. Everyone hates him. Yeah, take him, take him in a breath. Um, but yeah, the, the plans for Swindon Stadium. I've I've seen them shared around on Twitter. Um, Two point three million they've bought the ground for, which is a yeah, it's a it's a big thing. I mean, their 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 chief executive said that this season their club are massively overachieving, considering what they are. Been in the they last are. I don't think you know what. I don't think they have the depth, and the Swindon fans, the, the Swindon fans podcast, who joined me on our space, yeah. I am our kind of six oh six style space after the games. I they said that that's their main concern. I they've got their first team is great and is capable of going toe to toe with any team in this league. Yeah, but when you come outside of their first eleven, their depth is really what lets them down, and I think them losing McCurdy is what's going to make Swindon miss out on the playoff spots. Well, they, they, I think they said on that space, they said that they um, they have a squad that they believe is capable of finishing third in this league, but they don't have the depth of a team in third. Yeah. That was their... They were, their, boys, uh, they were favourites for going down this season. That's how that's yeah. how bad it was at the beginning of the season because they just said they're going to fall apart. They haven't got the depth and actually they've, they started off the season really well and obviously they... I think you're right. I think I think I don't think they will hit the playoffs this season. But we'll see. You know, it's going to be an interesting few weeks now, isn't it? This yeah. is going to be a massive few weeks. But guys, I, th- I think aside from that, I've got nothing else to add. Obviously, it's gone on. It's gone on actually quite long. <coughs> yeah, it's um, not been as short as we thought it was going to be. As short as we thought, but it's been nice to touch on each sheet because usually we just glance at the results and then move on. So it's been nice to actually go through the results kind of with like a, a, a tooth comb, but. Yeah, there was Let's, no uh, nothing, no real no real funny things that happened this week, is there? No, 
no little no. quirky, no quirky features, just a straight up football podcast. What's that all about? Yeah. So if John Yems can pull whatever he's got up his ass out of it, and you know, give us some content, that'd be great. Um, and guys, hey, you send us some stuff through again, so we can do this. Uh, these fan stories. Obviously, we haven't had a chance to go through any today. We haven't had any sent through because it's only been a couple of days since the podcast came out. Yeah, but... give us your give us your mail. Give us your football stories, guys. Give we want to hear about we want to hear about the set event shit and places again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you've got else to add. Grant, I'll let you do the, uh, the honors. I will take it away once again. Guys, thank you very, very much for listening once again. We appreciate every single one of you. That might just be that one person that listens. We appreciate you. Who the fuck are you beeping outside? Anyway, sorry. Come <laughs> see us. Like us on Twitter. Listen to the podcast. Oh, like us on Facebook. Sorry, you don't like on Twitter. I don't know what you do. You follow, you follow us on, on Twitter. Twitter. Share our page everywhere. Send it to your football fans. Send us in your stories. We want to know your funny football stories. Whether Even if you're a player, send in a story about something that's happened to you, manager, whatever. We want to hear from you, football players, fans. Listen to us on Spotify. If you've listened to us here, go on to Spotify, follow us, listen to the start, listen to the end. Just give us a number. Rate us five stars. Call us what you want in the comments. We don't care if you call us fat wankers. That's exactly what we are, but we absolutely love you all. Guys, thank you very much for listening. We have been the lower league look. Fucking raging with that last comment. <laughs> <laughs>